Today we discuss viral load sensing. Can it be done? Why yes, yes it can. With a breakthrough new technology. We talked to Kevin Walsh at Optiv for details on the Elevated Environments podcast. Well, thank you for joining me on the Elevated Environments podcast. This is your host, Philip Ruane, and I am happy to have you. If you've been here since the beginning, I thank you for joining me on this journey. And if you're a new listener, welcome. I want to talk today about viral load sensing. One of the big questions I've received from the beginning of this pandemic is, wouldn't it be cool if there were a device that could sense coronavirus? That would presumably take some of the apprehension out of the... and returning to the office space, wouldn't it? And at the time, Environments was searching for technology like this, and we didn't come away with anything at that time. We had air sensors, and we knew that humidity and temperature were possible factors in the spread of the SARS-CoV-2 virus, but we didn't have anything that directly sensed it. Eventually, we started getting involved in technologies that worked with access controls, devices that could scan people's temperature from a distance away. Some avenues used these technologies to capture persons with elevated temperatures before they entered a large, crowded space. There have also been expensive solutions incorporated within an HVAC system that can sense a viral load in the return air. Now, I'm happy to report that there has been a company called Optive who's developed a plug-and-play device that can sense all kinds of coronaviruses within a space. This is an interesting new product that I wanted to learn more about. Uh, Additionally, Optive is a fellow Baltimore company, so we were really excited to meet them and form a relationship with them. I decided to interview Kevin Walsh, who is the product manager for ViraWarn, for a podcast interview. Now, I want to issue a disclaimer here. Most environment solutions that we talk about on the show, they have been tested within the four walls of our headquarters. But this particular product is not officially out yet, so we have not put our hands on it yet. Nonetheless, this product has been in the testing phase in other countries and in North America, and we're excited to start testing it ourselves next month. We still wanted to give Kevin an opportunity to talk about the ViraWarn solution so we could learn a bit more about this exciting technology. I have with me today Kevin Walsh at Optive. He is the product manager for both the Viraworn and Feverworm. Is that correct? That is correct, sir. Well, very good. I'm so glad to have you, and I'm really excited about this technology because of the implications it might have in the workforce. Definitely. So I know I'm at, I'm at our office right now, and at our headquarters, we've got these air handling units that are GUV and titanium oxide. They're continuously running. They're cleaning the air. And I'm very thankful that I have an employer who cares enough to provide those all throughout the office. 
because I actually feel a little bit safer here than I do at home because I got two kids at home and they're a little bit, you know, they're lovable, but they're gross. They're, you know, they're small children. So not everybody feels that way though. And what I'm just wondering, have you experienced any pushback about going back to the office or potential return in your company or other companies? Well, I think most office workers are still feel fearful of returning to work. I mean, not every employer has the means or the infrastructure, uh, kind of like your company does, to help stop the spread of the virus. Um, but I have honestly noticed what a lot of people are coming and uh, bringing to the table with us is that a lot of veteran employees um, just do not feel comfortable returning to the workplace. And what a lot of employers are coming to find is when they're trying to do these uh, mandates to return employees back to work, a lot of those veteran employees are seeking employment elsewhere where they can still work remotely. And with a lot of companies, uh, you know, moving to remote work uh, being an everyday thing now, uh, it's getting a little competitive in the job force trying to not only keep employees, but, you know, try to come up with a solution so that everyone feels safe. Yeah, we've we've definitely observed that for sure. Now, your company is on the forefront of coming up with not just this solution, but other solutions to reduce the spread of COVID-19. Before ViraWarn, which is what you just uh, are coming out with in September, what else have you done? And, and where has that been put into practice? So our first product was the FeverWarn. And what the FeverWarn is, is a fully automated temperature screening station. Um, that's something that we introduced in March of 2020. Uh, it had very good reception in its first uh, initial launch. Uh, and really what we developed that solution for was for large hospitals, large schools, and large factories. Um, but what we've noticed is that the application fits in with everybody. Uh, it, it can go all the way up to a very large hospital with multiple locations, all the way down to a corner store, corner store bodega with just one or two employees. Oh, cool. So you have solutions that actually fit uh, both of those types of budgets, perhaps, Correct. as well? Correct. I mean, the device itself is a fully integratable solution, meaning it can tie into automatic door locks, RFID readers, QR scanners, badge systems. Uh, but then it can also just be used as a standard go-no-go -no -go, uh, device, uh, meaning you could just set them out in front of a, a doorway and then just have people present their fist to it, and it'll just take their temperature. No more, hmm. no less. That's really interesting. So this is pretty exciting, and what I'm what we're talking about today is ViraWarn, which is coming out in September, and this is really exciting. And a lot of people have been looking for a solution like this, and there's been a lot of skepticism too. I've actually talked to a few business owners, and some of them don't believe it can exist or it can happen. So I just got to ask you, tell me about this technology. How does it work? Is it accurate? Um, what can people expect from this? Sure. I mean, we are very proud to be the first company to offer a plug-in uh, airborne virus detector. So, I mean, first and foremost, that is what the device is. It's a plug-and-play airborne virus detector. Uh, and basically how the device works uh, is it can detect the presence of viruses uh, with spike proteins, such as COVID-19. Uh, so if you're familiar, which I'm sure you're not, uh, <laughs> no one here is a virologist, but if you're familiar with how most viruses look, most of all of the deadly viruses or the potentially harmful viruses, they all have a, a crown spike protein, which is if you look at the, the molecule, it's the little spikes hanging out of it. And that's actually what our device can detect. 
Uh, we have a media inside of our device that when that media comes in contact with any crown proteins, it gives a chemical reaction, which our device can then pick up on and send out an automatic alert. That's really cool. Yeah, so, so the device also does have the same accuracy. Uh, it's about 70 to 85% as a rapid test. Okay. So it, it does have the accuracy to give you that uh, benefit of knowing that there is at least something in the air. Right. Okay, that's pretty cool. So this is not just SARS-CoV-2, but it's all kinds of coronaviruses. And to the average layperson, an average coronavirus, what is that? Is that a common cold? Do you think of that as the flu or, or what kind of ailments? Yeah, so I mean, when we're talking about any of these types of viruses, uh, SARS, COVID, swine flu, uh, you know, basically they all are the same thing. They're a flu virus that has different um, antibodies in them that your body just can't fight. So what our device does, it actually can detect a plethora of different viruses. And uh, that was by design. Um, you know, with the emergence of the different variants, such as Delta, uh, everything is always changing every day. Um, you know, last year it was N1H1. This year it's COVID. Next year, who knows what it's going to be. But mm. what we do know is that all of those viruses will have that crown uh, protein. So regardless of what the next variant is or what the next strain is, our device will still be able to pick up on those. So this isn't something that we have to worry about, like, oh, no, it's mutating. Uh, next year's variant is going to be still a coronavirus, and it still will be detected by this device. Exactly. And even if it's not just a variant of the coronavirus, maybe it's, you know, some new off-the-wall strain. Odds are our device will still be able to pick up on it because, as I said, all of those viruses do have the same thing in common, which is that crown protein. Gotcha. All right, so let me walk me through this because here's a scenario I envisioned. I'm new to your product, and I've never seen it work before. So this is plugged into the wall. Say it's a conference room, mid-sized room, and 10 people come in. Nobody seems sick. Everybody seems in good health. And a few minutes later, or maybe a few seconds later, a pathogen is detected in the air by the ViraWarn device. So w what does this look like? Is it an alarm beep beep? Or is it some kind of cell phone <laughs> integration? Or I, sure. I don't want anybody to be panicked, but um, maybe that's the best way to do this. So tell me, how does this work? And I think you're exactly right there where you say you don't know if you want people to be panicked or not be panicked. It's a fine line. And that's what we kind of we're getting from a, a couple of the people that we have using the device right now is it, it really is a preference. So the device does have uh, connectivity options such as Bluetooth, Wi-Fi. Um, so it can connect to our dashboard where you can monitor the devices in real time from a central location. <clears throat> and being connected to that dashboard, it gives us the ability to notify people that aren't in direct contact with the device. And what that means is uh, it does have the ability to send out a text message or an email alert to let you know security know, the, the janitory staff know, to let uh, HR know that there might be a potential problem. And then you have the people that are in the direct vicinity of the device. Uh, our device can work two ways. It can either have an alarm-based sound go off where it'll have visual lights going off and a, an alarm sounding to let people know that there is virus in the area, 
or we can put it into a silent mode so that you don't have that mass hysteria and you don't have people you know clamoring to get out the door as fast as possible so it will give a silent alert and then it'll send out those automatic text messages and emails to kind of let uh, security or maybe the janitor staff know that hey can you go to that room notify everybody that they need to re remove themselves from the room and then we need to clean that room and then what we do recommend is you know anyone that is in a room where this device does go off they should probably receive a rapid test and you know with rapid tests nowadays okay. they can get results in as little as 60 minutes so it's not really like it'll halt the whole entire day maybe just have that group of people take an extended lunch uh, or you know just come back the next day once they do have those negative results sure uh, that's another good question and not to put you on the spot but does the virus, if the virus is in the air and you breathe it in, does it take a day or so to incubate? Would a rapid test work right after that? So usually what we notice is that you can, because the Delta variant is very contagious. Uh, usually mm -hmm. within minutes of being exposed to it in the air, you can, um, you can get the virus. So it, it is a good idea to test anyone that is in the vicinity as when that alarm does go off, just because it, it can be, um, you know, spread very quickly. Gotcha. So we're an IoT integration company at Environments, and we all saw this, and we, we all saw major integration opportunities as well. And I know that you can just plug this into a wall uh, 120 volt and have it run quietly. You don't have to notice it. And that's great. I also understand that it's got Bluetooth connectivity and can send email alerts and things like that. That's also great. Are you, are you working on future solutions where this might be hardwired in or uh, into a room or into a space? And maybe it has some additional integration opportunities, more than just email, things like that. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so our device, it is based off of our uh, our cloud uh, dashboard, which is run by Microsoft Azure. So we do have a dashboard that communicates with all of the devices, and that dashboard can also take API commands to communicate with other third-party devices or applications. So, you know, if there is any other instances that do pop up in the future where, you know, we come across the company that, you know, much like you guys who, you know, you're all in... Uh, access control and a lot of those integration uh, facets when it comes to just a regular day-to-day -day operations. You know, we really do have the capability with our device to communicate with all sorts of sensors and different operating systems. Uh, we've actually been able to integrate into um, a couple Linnell systems and then also a couple um, access control systems working via a, um, a relay module. So we really don't see any barriers holding us back as far as integrating into other solutions. Uh, what we really would like to get into is, you know, a full circle solution, meaning, you know, we would like to communicate with hospitals, uh, communicate with uh, rapid test results areas, uh, communicate with some sort of contact tracing so that we really can offer a full solution uh, and really take advantage of a lot of those connectivity options that we have. Yeah, I certainly imagine great potential here with all that you could do and implementing it with access controls is a really neat idea as well.
Yeah, it's almost like a, a gatekeeper, if you will. You know, a lot of people don't want to be that security guard that tells people to stop or, you know, you have to leave because you're not wearing a mask or I saw you sneeze. Do you think you could possibly take this test? It's a lot yeah. better to just let a device do that for you. Oh, for sure. Now, I got to I gotta ask about cost as a factor, but I, I also have to ask you about how to calculate a return on investment when so many managers and employees are saying that working at home is just as effective as work from the office. I know we all have our own thoughts and opinions on that, but um, what are the benefits of an office environment and how, how is this priced? Is it priced to make a competitive return on investment? Sure, sure. So we're definitely trying to price the unit at a competitive price point. Uh, we do understand that you know money doesn't grow on trees, so we do have to come in very competitively. We're hoping to offer the device for less than $1,000 per unit. Uh, we feel that at that price we can offer this to basically anyone uh, to really get them inside their facility. And what, you know, it really was a good question that you brought up about, you know, is it really something that we should be doing? Because a lot of people don't really know if they want to come back to an office setting. They don't really know if, you know, working remotely is the answer or if the office is the answer. You know, what we've noticed is that productivity is definitely a lot higher when you have everybody in the same office, uh, especially when you're dealing with people that, um, you know, they're, they're talking to customers all day. They're dealing with phone calls all day. You know, a lot of those jobs, it's a lot better to have people inside a facility with a manager kind of hovering over them to make sure that their productivity stays up a lot higher than if they were working from home. But, you know, with our device, we hope to not only just put these in businesses, but to also put them in, in personal homes so that even if you are working from home and you do have you know, no fear of, of people coming in your house with viruses or, or anything of that nature. You know, you do need to safeguard yourself against yourself. You know, just even going out sure. to the grocery store and getting, you know, drop-off groceries where you don't even come in contact with anybody. You're still touching those groceries. You still have the potential to, to transmit a virus to yourself. So, you know, we, we would like to sell these to every office and, and to every single school. But we also do think that, you know, individual homes are a good place that we need to protect as well. So... I hate to sound like the the Debbie yeah, that's Downer, absolutely but true. there really is no safe space anymore. You know, even your your own personal home isn't the safest space as it used to be. Well, yeah, I I just told you. I mean, my uh, yeah. I, sometimes I think that homes are where we let it let loose a little bit. Yeah. And I I can certainly see that. Yeah. Well, this is really interesting technology. I I can't wait to see how this all works. You've got a September launch, isn't that correct? That is correct. So we're, we're hoping for September 14th to be able to launch this to the public. Okay, well, we will definitely keep tabs on it, and I, can, I can't wait to test mine, um, or at least the one that <laughs> um, the environment's office gets a hold of. Sure. Very good. Kevin, really appreciate you joining us on the show today, and you have a great afternoon. Thank you, Phil. I appreciate you having me on. It was a pleasure. So, there you have it. This device could be equally as useful in your home as in your office, and it's priced right. And after all, your home, well, let's just say most cases probably come from house parties at this point, if I had to guess. And no, I, I can't cite a source on that. I just feel like that's true. You can feel free to correct me if you'd like. 
I believe this technology is going to be an important part in fighting the spread of COVID-19 by helping to identify it in a space quickly. At Environments, we've been briefed on how to best use this product and how to design with it in mind, including the coverage areas, accuracy levels, and more. If you need help on using this technology in your new or existing place, please don't hesitate to give us a call or drop me a line, philip at environments.tech. As usual, you've got to check our website for updated solutions, new items, and more. Follow us on LinkedIn to keep in touch with us, and if you like the this podcast and appreciate the fact that we keep you posted on new technology for your space, please share this with one of your friends so they can take part in this growing audience. And of course, we love fan mail, so please send it in. And while you're sending it in, I got a question for you, dear listener. I have to ask you, would a solution like this put you at ease for returning to the office? Do you think there's value to get to work there and to use and to see all your old buddies and work colleagues? Do you miss your boss? Let me know and send all fan mail to philip at environments.tech. We really look forward to seeing you next month for a special episode. We're finally going to discuss tying all this together through an integrated app. Until that time, we must say goodbye. I'm Philip Ruane from the Elevated Environments Podcast, and I bid you adieu.